Welcome to Denny Territories the World, my way. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. Welcome back, my friends. Denny Tornatore Eats the World. My way is live. We, this is episode 18. I got to apologize. I took a little break. Um, I have been so busy. And we'll get into all of that. I've got some big news that I cannot wait to share. But Maria actually taught me something. I got to keep my big mouth shut until deals are done. And then I will share some amazing news. So keep an eye out in the next few weeks. Oh, you're going to hear about it because I'm going to be screaming it. But I'm super excited uh, for what's coming up. So what's been going on? Uh, my chef, Jason Wolf, one of my best friends, uh, he left Tornitores. He went on to do uh, some catering work. You know, he's one of my best friends. We had a hell of a run. Guy uh, really helped elevate the restaurant in the three years that he was there. And we had some great memories and some great uh, times there, busting out some killer foods. You know, he's a new father, so he wants to spend more time with his son, which I understand. Uh, the restaurant business will take up all of your time if you let it. So I'm very happy for him, and I wish him the best. But with him gone, now I'm back in the kitchen where I honestly, I love cooking. So I'll be running the kitchen at Tornatoris for a while. Um, it's been a few weeks now. That's why you haven't heard any podcasts, because I've been stuck in the kitchen every day. I had to get my feet back under me. You know, Jason was cooking the last three years there, and um, I've been just managing the front. But ready to take the train wheels off. I'm full steam ahead now, uh, putting out some killer dishes. I'm, I'm really excited to be back in there, and it's, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to what, what I have coming up. But what else has been going on? Uh, in the time that it's been since I last recorded, we did our third comedy show, and it was our best dinner and comedy show. Now, this one, big shout out to Big Fudge, Rashad Baker. He won the contest. Now, this was different than the other shows I did. The other shows, we had a headliner, and, you know, it was a normal format. You, you bring up an opener, you have a headliner, you got a host. But this one, it was the comedy showdown. And by that, I mean, we had six comedians come. Yes, six. Now, if you hear that, you think, oh, my God, this show is going to take forever. No, this was about an hour and a half show. So what I did was I had the six comedians come. They got 10 minutes each. I had five secret judges in the crowd. Place was packed. Killer food from Tornitores. We, uh, everybody ate. We had a full bar. And now each comedian got 10 minutes. The judges voted. And the top two got to go back up for 15 minutes. Um, winner got a thousand bucks, and they also get to headline a show at my next uh, at one of the, some one of the comedy shows this year. We're gonna do a special show just for the winner, which ended up being Rashad Baker, who really killed it. A big shout out though to uh, Mitch Silver. Um, he actually helped me uh, get going on this thing. You know, this was my first show I did on my own. So it was nice of Mitch, who's a comedian and a lawyer. He, uh, you know, kind of pointed me in the right direction. And what I didn't realize was the Orlando comedy scene is huge. So he put me in this Facebook group and a bunch of comedians. He said, hey, this is where you need to start. And I put out a post explaining, you know, my philosophy promoting these shows is a little different than other promoters. I believe the talent should get paid. And, and taken care of. Because at the end of the day, I realized these comedians are struggling. They're very talented, 
but they're not getting paid. They're getting paid a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. If a promoter's putting on a show and hundred people show up and they're all spending money, they came to see the comedian. So that guy needs to get paid. So my philosophy is take care of the talent and they'll put on a great performance and they'll want to work for you. So I had Mitch Silver set me up and I ended up with a girl named Stacy Steele. She actually got second place at the, at the contest. There was a guy, Marvin Izzy. My God, this guy was hilarious. Patrick Sisk, forget about it. I'm definitely going to work with Patrick Sisk again. Uh, Jason Dam. These these comedians are known around here, and they really gave it their all. It was a very, very hard thing to decide to get to the final round. And I'll be honest, in the final round, Rashad Baker killed it. I mean, there was no doubt who won. You know, Stacey Steele is hilarious, and she did a great job. But you could not compete with this Rashad Baker, man, and I cannot wait to have him headline a show for me. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is have uh, Marvin Izzy, Patrick Sisk, and uh, – Headliner Rashad Baker do a big dinner and comedy show here in the next couple months. Stay tuned for that. But uh gotta tell you, Rashad killed it, man. This guy, he came in, and you know what he was really funny was he's a big dude. Okay, I'll send, I'll show you pictures. You're gonna know who he is because he's the big guy. Okay. Now, when when all the comedians showed up, they, they, they you know, I just met them then. We only talked on the phone and through Facebook. So I introduced myself. So I made a little green room for them to hang out. Well, he didn't really want no part of that. He was standing by the front door with Izzy, who was checking people in. And I was like, that's odd. Why does the guy not want to come in? So I kept going out, checking on Izzy, and he's out there hanging with her. Well, come to find out, this guy's smooth, man. He was getting material is what he was doing. you know. So when he got up on stage, it was like, hey, y'all, remember me? I was the big black guy by the door. You guys kept coming up to me like I was the security. He's like, that little girl, she's the security. It was great. I mean, the guy was fantastic and he's got a he's got a bright future in the comedy world i'll tell you that all right so what's the show about it's about restaurant reviews it's about food it's about travel it's about fun now i'm about to do a bad review i hate doing bad reviews but this place pissed me off i gotta tell you so maria and i maria i live in a pumpkin maria lives in Oviedo, and Oviedo's growing there's a lot of restaurants out there opening and I was really excited to try Tabla in Oviedo. It's an Indian restaurant. This is their fourth restaurant. Now, the Oviedo location is at 945 City Plaza Way. This is the fourth of their restaurants. They have a good reputation. Now, it's one of these newer concepts where it's it's fine dining, basically. And now you're seeing a lot of this around now. You're seeing a lot of fine dining Thai food, fine dining Asian Fine dining Indian food, which I'm fine with. I like it. But the food and the service better match, you know, or, or you're overcharging, you know. So what happened here was we go. I mean, I'm excited. I, I couldn't wait to go to this place, honestly. So I said, Maria, tonight's tonight. Let's go try the new place. They've only been open a couple months now, Okay. So we will give them another shot because this could have been an off night, but I can tell you I'm a restaurant guy. They just missed the mark on a few things, and let's go over it here. So we get a table. We're on the patio. It's beautiful out, and I got to say, the restaurant is absolutely beautiful. It's a fine dining Indian restaurant, big wraparound bar. So I had had a long day. I wanted to drink, okay? My goal was to have a few cocktails, 
get some Indian food, have a beer to cool down, and go home and, and have a nice night. So Marie and I, we show up, get our table. Now, the server was obviously not from around here. He was from India, I believe he said. But I'll give you a pass so much on that, okay? You have to know what is on the menu. You have to know how drinks are served if you're going to charge the prices they're charging and, and try to do a fine dining atmosphere like this, okay? So what happened was this. Guy comes to the table. Can I get you guys something to drink? Yeah, sure. I'll take a Tito's and soda, okay? She wants a gin and tonic. He says, would you like single or double? Okay, well, I'll have a double. She'll have a double. He says, do you want it shaken or with ice? Or And I said, what do you mean? I just want a double Tito's and soda and a glass with ice, yeah. He said, well, some people like it neat. And I said, no, they don't. I said, I said let me help you out, buddy. I said, I'm a restaurant guy. I was a bartender for years. You know, nobody's going to order a Tito's and soda shaken in a martini glass. And he goes, oh, they might. And I said, no, man, listen, I'll just take a double Tito's and soda in a glass with ice. And she'll do a double gin and tonic in a glass with ice. Now, what came back was a rocks glass about a third of the way full of ice with double the amount of vodka in there. Yes, but. It should have been in a tall glass or just a little bit of a bigger. This was a single glass, okay? Now, I don't mind a strong drink, but you got to have ice in it, okay? So the ice is already melted. It was only a third of a cup of ice. And I'm going to get to the point of this whole drink fiasco at the end of this tabla story because there's more to it. So I end up having three of these, okay? Three double Tito's and sodas. Maria has two double gin and tonics. This is throughout the dinner, okay? Now, we got to get some food, you know? So we start with a, a dish that we get at a lot of Indian restaurants, Gobi Manchurian. It's, it's like a fried cauliflower with onions and peppers and a spicy Indian sauce. Now, the cauliflower was nice. The breading was nice. There was absolutely zero spice to this, though. I couldn't understand. I, this is supposed to be some, you know, and we asked for medium hot. And he asked, are you sure? You know, Indian hot is very hot. I said, I understand. We like Indian food, you know, uh, medium hot then, okay? This was not hot at all. Flavor was all right. So I don't even know how to say this. B-H-E-L, mango bell. Bell? So Maria ordered this, and she loved this dish. It was not. It, so what it was was. Let's see. It's, it's juicy. This is what the menu says. Juicy ripe mangoes tossed in spiced peanuts, chickpeas, and delicious spices topped with a crunchy bell. Now, I've never heard of that. And what, what that basically was was Rice Krispies. <laughs> that's, what, that's basically what it is. It's, it's diced up mangoes, pomegranate seeds, cilantro, cucumber all mixed together with a side of Rice Krispies and some chickpeas. Maria actually liked this dish a lot. I, I wasn't a big fan, but I also I hate cilantro. So um, that one, I know she loves. She would get that again. And it, I get the concept. If all the Indian food was real hot, that would be almost like drinking a lassi. You know, it's, it's almost like something to cool down with. Now, it was odd to me. They had tiki masala and they had um, butter chicken on the menu 
which I thought were the same thing, but apparently they're not. So I ordered the butter chicken as my entree. Now, I know that, so basically what that is, it's it's a North Indian dish. It's chicken is cooked in a tomato cream sauce, basically. Now, it's hard to get that dish hot. So if I ever do have, this is that. by the way, this is the most white person American dish to get an Indian place, okay? So I ordered this knowing that it's hard to make this dish hot. So I ordered it hot. And he said, are you sure? I said, yeah, man. Again, Indian hot, I don't care because I know that this dish, never, you know, I never had this dish to where it's too hot because it's hard to make too hot. And I ordered extra naan because the naan is the leavened flatbread that comes with the Indian food, which is why I go eat Indian food. I love taking that naan and dipping it in the chicken vindaloo or the tiki masala or butter chicken or whatever. I use that naan as a utensil. So what came out was three pieces of naan. And I'm like, damn, dude, I feel like I can ask to even ask for more when I already ordered extra. And I was expecting a basket full of naan like other Indian restaurants would serve. He gave me literally three pieces. And it could have been a language barrier. Maybe he didn't know. Okay, I'll give him a pass again. But my dish had absolute zero spice to it. Now, Maria ordered the chicken vindaloo, which is normally, if you, even if you order that not spicy, that's a spicy dish, okay? So she ordered it medium hot. She said, she goes, can you just kind of go in between medium and hot, you know? And he said, oh, okay. I, I, are you sure? Yeah, we're sure, man. Now, I'm three vod three double vodkas in. I, I order a beer now. And when I eat something like chicken vindaloo, I want to burn. I want to burn. You ever see Along Came Polly? I want to be like Ben Affleck in Along Came Polly. I want to be sweating. But this, again... No spice to it. Now, maybe he thought these stupid Americans can't handle Indian spice. We're gonna, I want to make them happy. I'm doing them a favor. We weren't doing us any favors because now we had to ask for the Indian spices so we could add them ourselves. Now, the real fun starts. Now, I, the food was not terrible, okay? It, it was okay Indian food is what it was. But you're in a fine dining atmosphere with a server who was not that great. I had to ask him for water 10 times. Like, you know, you ask someone to fill your water and then they say, yes, they don't, then they don't come back with it. And they come back with another plate and you say, Hey man, can I get that water? Oh yeah. And then they don't come back with it. Like these kind of things are annoying, but what was really annoying was when the bill came and it was $220. Now, mind you, we had chicken, butter, chicken, chicken vindaloo, two appetizers. You know what the problem was? Those double vodkas were $28 each. $28 for a drink that wasn't even good. Now, I get, I mean, when I, when I bartended, say a vodka drinks 14 bucks or 12, 14 bucks, whatever. And if they want to double, you're going to add another 30, 40%. So it's, you know, it could be a 16, 17, maybe a $19 drink. But $27 for a drink that was basically just warm vodka in a cup with a little bit of ice. I was pissed. I mean, I pay the bill, obviously, but I'm just like, you know, know your shit, guys. You know, if you're going to charge that kind of money, you got to know. You got to at least serve an excellent drink. If I buy a $28 drink, it better be delicious, you know? So, I don't know. I might try it again one day, but I can already tell this is the way they are. Um you know, when I was trying to give the guy advice on the drinks, he he wasn't hearing it. He wasn't having it. He didn't want to hear it. You know, if, if I'm in my restaurant and somebody comes in 
You know, Robert Irvine came in. He told me stuff. I'm listening. I'm no Robert Irvine. But if another restaurant owner comes in that's been doing it a long time that can give you some advice as to help you be better, uh, you need to pay attention, you know? What's up, Denny Twinator Eats the World listeners from all around the world? Next time you come to Orlando, you're going to have to stop and see what this show is all about. Tornator's Restaurant Italian Market at 3818 Edgewater Drive, Orlando. We have one of the top chefs in Orlando. We are made from scratch food, some of the best around. Give us a call, 407-292-2248 to make your reservations. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, give Denny a call at 407-937-8583. We'll get you on here. So I don't know if I'm going to go back to Tabla. There's a lot of other Indian places, and they... You know, and there's some of the best ones I've had. They're not in a fine dining atmosphere, you know. We did a episode a few weeks ago about tamarind. This is not fancy, but it was excellent. There's one in Winter Park I really like called Mint. It's a little bit more fine dining-ish, but not like this. This was full-on fine dining atmosphere, but the food and service didn't match. So what else is going on? My little daughter, Leah, broke her friggin' nose. Now, I broke my nose eight times when I was a kid because I'm a boy. I'm rough, you know, things happen. That's why I have this beautiful, crooked, big Italian nose now because and, and this great voice. It's from breaking your noise so many times, you know. Now, I get that scary call, though, from Leah's school. Oh, my God, your daughter got busted in the face. I don't know what's going on. Took one look at her. I said, she's got a broken nose. Great. And I know that there's really no cure but to let it heal. Luckily, it broke straight in, and she's still beautiful, but... She had her two black eyes. She was wearing them like a freaking, I don't know, like a badge of honor because she's the tough one. Uh, my daughter, Izzy, Leah, well, my daughter, Leah, and I went to Izzy's drum rehearsal. It's like the kickoff of her drum season. And I'm thinking, you know, here we go. We're going to the high school. We're going to sit in the auditorium and we're going to watch kids play instruments. There's an orchestra. This is going to freaking suck. Well, was I wrong? Because we got in the front row. My daughter Leah made a sign that said, beat that drum or something. She's holding up her sign. And what happened was these kids rocked out. <laughs> this was no ordinary orchestra concert. These kids were excellent. They were playing Disney songs and like jamming out with other stuff. And then when it was time for the drum line, man, these kids, they got down. It was really cool. I was very impressed with my daughter Izzy. So keep up the good work, Isabella. All right. Still got a bad taste in my mouth about that last review. Let's talk about a fantastic dining experience. So one of my favorite beaches, New Smyrna Beach. It's very special to me. Uh, when I moved here from New York, you know, when I lived in New York in Syracuse, I didn't know what a beach was. I thought Sylvan Beach was a beach, and that's just a lake. You can see the other side. There's a little bit of sand. But I always thought that was the beach, you know. When I moved here, New Smyrna Beach was the beach that me and my high school friends and my buddies, my cousins, this is where we would go. And this is where we would hang. And this is where I learned what a beach was and what to do at a beach. And, and now I love it. Very sad, though. This time we stayed a week. Uh, now, I hadn't been over the winter, really. And we had a hurricane last fall. And this is the first time I've been back since. And I could not believe the damage still from that last hurricane. I did not realize. I knew it was bad, but my God, it's still lingering damage. I'll post some pictures. I went for a walk on the beach, and there's just houses that are the ocean took. 
you know, and they're still like hanging half in the ocean. It's unbelievable. You know, my grandfather used to say, if you take from mother nature, one day she will take it back. So basically you build a cliff, you build a big bridge and put a house over the water. One day mother nature's taking that area back. And that's what happened here. Some of these houses were built a little too close to the water and the water came and got them. But we were out there like normal, same place, same condo. We have great friends that let us use their place a few weeks out of the year. And I drove by this restaurant called the Baker's Table, I would say 200 times. Never looked at it twice. I'm, it's at 4154 South Atlantic Avenue. And now why I never stopped, I regret. I had a buddy who I was talking to. I was getting ready to go to New Samarna. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be out there for a week. And I, I said, where do you eat when you go out there? You know, because it is very hit or miss out there. And he said, have you ever been to Baker's Table? I said, I drive by it all the time. I've never thought, is it any good? He's like, is it any good? It's freaking amazing. Now, gosh, so Marie and I, we decided to go check it out. This place has excellent atmosphere. We sat at the bar because the place, there wasn't a seat. We were, we, it was slammed. I said, hey, let's just go sit at the bar. And, you know, that's what we do anyway, normally. Now, I would say this is a French German and Jewish inspired restaurant. So it's a big collage of, uh, it's a, it's a melting pot of, of culture here because the dishes, you know, they have dishes from all different ethnicities, but they knocked them all out of the park. I mean, the service was impeccable. We had two guys that were serving us. They were like a team. Talk about knowledgeable. Talk about professional. Talk about knowing how to pair things and recommending things. These two guys had been there for a long time. They told me they've worked there for years and years. They obviously love the place. I thought they might be the owners. And they said, no, 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 we just work here. I said, man, you guys are just, you can just tell the passion. This isn't fake. This is not a joke. So Baker's Table, guys, they came out with some bread. We got, we got a bottle of wine. We had a cocktail first. Got a bottle of wine. Bottle of wine's breathing. We're having a cocktail. The guy brings out some bread and butter. It has some really cool, like, salt on the butter that really was excellent. And now, I did, I I was there to pig out, okay? Marie and I were going to overeat. We were going to try a whole bunch of things. And uh, I knew not to eat too much of that bread, which I, I could have ate the whole basket, though. It was so good. So what did we get? Oysters Rockefeller was the special that day. And when I say this was done perfect, they have this dish dialed in. It was to die for. Perfect balance of the sea, the salty, and the savory. These oysters were fresh, and they were delicious. And the presentation was absolutely beautiful. I'll post pictures. We got a Jewish dish, the latke, um, like a potato latke. Now, again... Done perfect. Basically, it's a big potato pancake with like applesauce and sour cream. But you could easily make this dish oily or gross. These guys nailed it. It was freaking delicious. Now, Maria, of course, she's going to get a beet salad. But let me tell you, she loved that beet salad. One of the, I, I eat everything. I don't like beets. Okay. I've tried them every way. Try them every way you can have them. Never been a beets guy. 
But this one's got like golden beets, red beets, goat cheese, and a beet vinaigrette. And she really liked it. And I, I got just a house salad. It had local greens, cucumbers, tomato, and a house vinaigrette. But I got to say, done perfectly because I hate a salad that's overdressed. Okay? This one had just the right amount. And it was fresh. It was nice in between because that was... Those apps, I mean, the laka, especially these are this is this is heavy. This is a lot of food. We already ate bread. Now we're deep into the wine. We're laughing. We're having fun. We're talking to other customers at the bar. Server is basically having dinner with us. He's just right in there hanging out, but not overstepping or being annoying. You know what I mean? They came at the right time. They knew how. They knew when to give us a little time. So this isn't how us fat so This is how we eat. So after those apps and salads and bread, I had uh, the schnitzel. Jaeger schnitzel, which is a big veal cutlet, basically. And it's, man, let me tell you, this dish came with German fried potatoes, braised red cabbage, and a mushroom gravy. The mushroom gravy was absolutely delicious. And it was just, a, what didn't make it soggy. Too much of that would have been gross. Um, to make, it, would have made, it wouldn't have been gross. It would have been delicious still, but it would have made the schnitzel not so crispy. This was a big dish. I ate it all. It was so good. I ate it all. I was not going to leave a piece of that behind. Maria had uh, the special, which is a sea bass, and it was seared perfectly. It was a top of white bean cassoulet with, uh, with like a fennel salad. And, man, it was to die for. Like, this place is a hidden gem. I mean, I guess it's not that much of a secret because they were slammed. But how I drove by so many times and how many times I stayed at that condo for years. I'm talking years I've been going to this place, and I never stopped at the baker's table. Wasted so much time at the garlic, and what's the other one? Oh, shoot. What is it called? I don't remember. There's one out there that I absolutely can't stand because I've had five dinners there, and they all sucked. We had some spicy collards. We had, um, all right, so I've never even heard of this. And I'm going to butcher how to say it. Trinoct. It's T-R-I-N-X-A-T. Now think, oh man, think potato. Um, think think um, like a potato casserole with bacon in it and cheese in it. It was freaking awesome. And uh, I'd never heard of it, so I said, let's try it. Well, again... There was not one thing that we had at this restaurant that wasn't absolutely delicious. Now, we ate all that stuff I just talked about. Two people. We drank cocktails, had a bottle of wine, ate the bread, ate the oysters, the latke, the two salads, the two entrees, the two extra sides. Now, we're sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm so full. But it was so good that I said, you know, I can promise you that the desserts here are fantastic because they had this really nice bakery case in the front with these French pastries and stuff. She said, we can't. We can't eat dessert here. We've ate so much food. You know, we eat anything else. We're not making love later. We're laying on the ground over full, just in a coma. And when you're in the middle of a dinner like this, you don't care about what's going to happen later. You want the to good times to continue, you know? So... I asked the guy, what's what's your signature dessert? He says, oh, well, it's either the chocolate souffle, lava cake thing, or the pecan pie. And now, of course, I want the pecan pie. She wants the chocolate thing. I said, you know what? Let's just get them both. She looked at me like, you fat bastard. 
So we get them both. And guess what? We ate them both. Now, of course, like she said, there's no lovemaking after this. This is take your drunk stuffed ass to the car. Slowly drive home. Get out of the car. We're at the beach. We're not going on the beach now. We're going to lay down on the freaking couch and just make noises every once in a while and sweating and like, oh, and then we talked for hours about how good that dinner was. Now, if you're lucky enough to leave a restaurant feeling as good as we did at the baker's table, then God bless you. Like, you did it right. So kudos to the baker's table. We're going to be back many times. There will not be, like, you have these mouth orgasms there that are almost better than regular orgasms, okay? So get them. You can have a regular orgasm with your partner. You can be you can be great, amazing sex people like Marie and I. We could make you can make each other pass out. But guess what? You can do that every day. You don't get the mouth orgasms every day. Baker's table is almost a sexual experience, is what I'm trying to say. So we'll be back. Cannot wait. All right, so we're gonna wrap this episode up with usually we do a review or recipe. We're going to do a recipe today because since I got back in the kitchen, I've been really steering the restaurant back towards classic Italian dishes. You know, what we originally were, Italian restaurant. People come to Torrance they want Italian food. So I'm going with good, clean Italian food. So I've been doing a cacio pepe and people have been loving it. And it's the most simple dish. You can make it at home, okay? So it's got to be made with fresh pasta, okay? We're doing it with spaghetti. So you get your pasta ready. Fresh pasta is only going to cook for two minutes. You want it al dente, but you need the pasta water. So you get your water boiling in a pan, a little bit of butter, a lot of cracked pepper, a little bit of salt, and some Pecorino Romano grated. Now, you're not heating this up. You're just letting it sit there for a minute. Once you drop the pasta in the water, turn your pan on, not on high, just on medium, just to get that butter melted a little bit. Within two minutes, the pasta is ready. You're going to pull it from the water. You're going to drop it into the pan with the butter, black pepper, and pecorino romano. Now, what you're going to want to do is take a little bit of that pasta water, throw it in there. You can't take it out once you put it in. So just put a little bit and then put a little more. Now, you're stirring that, you're stirring that spaghetti into that mixture as you're dropping the water, almost frying the spaghetti in the frying pan. Now, once you get that, Amazing consistency you're looking for. Plate it. Hit it with more black pepper. Hit it with more shaved pecorino romano. And you've got a traditional cacio pepe. Now, if you go to a restaurant and they're putting heavy cream and shit in there, just walk out. Just leave. So enjoy that dish. We're going to see you guys next episode. I've got some guests coming. The, the last episode we did with uh, Trent and VA was was awesome. People loved it. We're getting a lot of reviews on that. And I appreciate all the people writing in and uh, giving us the words of encouragement. A lot of people have been writing in saying, where the hell are you? So um, we're back. We're recording. I have one thing I will say is in this time off we've taken, we have a lot of content. So I'm going to do a couple episodes. I'm going to bring some more guests in. And uh, we got some really exciting news coming. So we'll see you next time, my friends. If you liked what you heard today, please like, comment, and subscribe for more. And go follow our Facebook page where you can see all the photos from our episodes.